Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Joining us now to talk about New Year's resolutions is Ikhlas Bashi. She's a licensed professional counselor with more than 20 years of a clinical experience. She's a Catholic therapist, life coach, writer, and speaker. Today, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. And according to U.S. News and World Report, the failure rate for New Year's resolutions is said to be about 80%. Most lose a resolve by mid-February. Why is that, Ikhlas? Why do we fail to keep these resolutions? It's a great question, <laughs> Vanessa. Well, there's three things that I want that I want us to remember. And, I, and as I say these three things, I, I want people to know, you know, I'm speaking for myself too. I feel like we all struggle because of these three things. So regardless of what our um, New Year's resolutions or goals are, we tend to struggle when we mess up, right? Whatever the goal is, when we mess up, we end up, um, we end up with self-condemnation. We end up with self-hatred and we end up with self-sabotage. What do I, what do I mean by that? When we mess up, we tend to uh, give up because of the way that we shame ourselves. Um, And like you said, um, mid-February comes along and it's like, and I've experienced this, like you go to the gym in January and it's so (laughs) packed, you can't even find a parking spot. (laughs) That's so true. Right. Um, By mid-February, like the gym is empty again. So I think what needs to happen, regardless of what our goals are, what our New Year's resolutions are, is there needs to be a transformation of the mind, a Mm. transformation of the mind. Let me, let me, on that note, on transformation of the mind, I stopped using the word resolution a long time ago. If I, I do focus on goals, yes. um, to me, the, the word resolution is so like, you must do this. Yeah. Um, and instead of goals where I feel like I want to achieve something, do you right. think the word itself makes a difference in the way we transform our minds, the way we are thinking about this? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think the word that we use, each person has to use whatever words that they're inspired to, to use that is going to work for them. Mm. Some people, for some people, goal might, might work for some people, resolution might work. Right. Um, and regardless of what the word is, I'd like people to remember a phrase, right? And that is, um, you know, it's Revelation 21.5. The Lord is saying, behold, behold, I make all things new. So just to remember that, that it's something new, right? I'm, I'm leaving behind the old and I'm creating something new or I'm stepping into something new. Mm. Yeah. You also use the word intentional, which I think is such an important word when we're trying to achieve a goal. Tell us about how we become more intentional about our goals. 
Sure. Well, as you know, uh, I think a lot of us, most of us are, are running on autopilot most of the time. Uh, we're multitasking a lot of times. And what ends up happening is that we're not even present to ourselves. And what do I mean by being present to ourselves? It's That's where the intention comes in. And again, it starts with thoughts, uh, Vanessa. It's so important to pay attention to our thoughts. What am I telling myself, right? And so to become more intentional means to be more present to myself and to look at what am I thinking? What am I saying to myself? For example, how we started out, right, with, with uh, when we mess up, we tend to shame ourselves. Oh, I screwed up yeah. again. Um, I, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and so it's really about meeting ourselves where we are. And to remember, too, that I love St. Paul, right? So he says in scripture, why do I continue the very thing that I hate doing, right? So in, instead of um, shaming ourselves, it's, it's becoming more aware. And then meeting ourselves where we are is to say, okay, you know, regardless of what the goal or, or um, resolution is, whether it's working out or, you know, adding something to our um, daily routine, when we mess up is to say, okay, you know, this didn't go the way I wanted it to today. But tomorrow is a new day. And tomorrow I have another opportunity to start again. And I think the reason the gym gets empty by mid-February, the reason why we abandon our goals is because we just, we get stuck there. And we think well, we're not intentional about it. We're not present to ourselves. We're not saying, uh, we're not talking to ourselves. Talking to ourselves is really important. Yeah. And speaking of talking to ourselves, I was reading some research not too long ago in class um, that says that for every negative thought we have in our head and we have so many negative thoughts, we need to have three positive thoughts to counteract or that negative. I mean, this is just through some other psychology that I was reading. How, what's your thought on that about combating the negative thoughts that go through our minds all the time? You know, I think it's human nature, Vanessa, because... Mm -hmm. You know, since you've become a life coach, I'm sure you're doing assessments with your clients. Yeah. And and I, I see this when I do like intakes with people uh, for therapy or life coaching. You know, when we get asked uh, what it, what are our strengths, right? Yeah. We sit there and we we struggle. We struggle. Mm -hmm. And then when we're when we're asked to talk about our weaknesses, then we have a whole litany of everything <laughs> that 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 we're yes. not, you know, that are our limitations. So I think it's human nature to to kind of focus on the negative. Um yeah. and, and that's like when uh we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. I I, I really think that oftentimes we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what to remember about that is that, again, it goes back to awareness because self-awareness is the key to making any changes. You know, um, when you look at other stats and research, Vanessa, 5% of our um, being 
of our everyday lives is conscious. And the other 95% is unconscious. Mm. And unfortunately, mm. most of the time, so what does that tell us? That 95% of the time we are acting out of the unconscious. And how do we transform that? By, again, becoming more self-aware. And self-aware, what are we telling ourselves? What am I thinking? What am I saying to myself about myself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's such a good point. And, and speaking of the way we speak to ourselves and what are we saying about ourselves, you, you, you often talk about having a childlike faith. And I know, you know, um, you're, you're a Catholic speaker and a Catholic coach, um, but here are people on, it's your community, practice all kinds of religions and faiths and come from different sure. backgrounds. Yes. So how do we have that childlike faith to help us with our resolutions and our goals? Yeah, well, you know, what comes to my mind is like when a child is first learning to walk and the parent or caregiver is there and think about it, when the little child is learning to walk um, and the child falls down, uh, what does the parent or the caregiver do? They don't sit there and shame the child right? Mm -hmm. uh, or, or talk negatively to the child. The caregiver is there uh, or the parent uh, picks the child up or will, uh, you know, coach the child on to get back on their feet and try again. So having a childlike faith and approaching um, really all of life and especially like our New Year's resolutions and goals is to become like that little child and say, you know what? Um, here I am. Like I messed up again or mm -hmm. I fell again. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to, um, allow God, our higher power to really just hold us right there, hold us right there and, and allow our higher power to, um, take control right? Because we oftentimes think that we're in control, but <laughs> really we're not, right? Yeah. Um, I think the so, pandemic showed us that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So does that make so sense? It's yeah, like, oh, just, yeah. again, it's just meeting ourselves where we are and it's like, you know, open the eyes of, of my heart, Lord. So, so like I can see you seeing me here in my weakness and in my littleness, you know, and yeah. this is why I love like St. Therese in the little way. I'm starting to read her like more and more um, because when we approach life from this like childlike perspective, um, we just um, make ourselves more vulnerable, which I believe in our vulnerability lies our strength right mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we're talking with the class bashi a licensed professional counselor uh she's a catholic therapist life coach writer and speaker we're talking about new year's resolutions and sticking to our goals and how do we do that and what practical tips class do you have for our listeners here on uh it's your community um that could help us better position and actualize our goals yes 
So the number one thing, and I'm going to repeat it again, is being present to ourselves. Um, it's becoming more aware of our thoughts and what are we uh, telling ourselves. And, you know, I want to talk about perfectionism mm -hmm. uh, because like our, your listeners have to know, and, and I think most people realize perfectionism is a lie, right? Um, yeah. And, and regardless of what our goals are, um, to remember that perfectionism is a lie and that we don't have to do that thing perfectly. Let's say, you know, a, a goal or a resolution is, you know, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes every other day, right? So we start off and if we don't do the 30 minutes and we only did 10 minutes, hey, we meet ourselves where we are. That's 10 more minutes than what I did yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So as far as perfectionism is remembering that to have that thing be done, at least do it, right? Do something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. And even if it's 15 minutes of that new activity or that new behavior, um, to remember that consistency over time is what's going to help us to get over that hump of mid-February, right? Yeah. That you mentioned. Yeah. So it's consistency over time. And then you know, I, I'm all about journaling. I encourage everybody to journal. Um, when, when I'm abandoning my goals, uh, what's really going on? And to really go inside and, and uh, ask myself, like, what, what is the unmet need that is there that is leading me to that self-sabotage, right? So if I, you know, let's say it's about eating, and you are cutting down on sweets and then you get tempted or triggered and you you go to grasp for that piece of cake or whatever. Uh, and just to stop right there, Vanessa, and ask yourself, because that that's a sweet moment, those times of temptation or the time when we're going to be tempted not to go to the gym. Oh, it's, you know, 28 degrees outside. I'm not going to the gym. What's the real unmet need there? And that is, that is really um, a place for, it's like rich soil right there, asking ourselves, what is really the unmet need there? Um, and again, uh, it's about mercy and, and self-compassion, I think, is probably the best tip that I can give uh, listeners today. Um, when we mess up, not to shame ourselves, but to meet ourselves right where we are and to have that self-compassion and to say, you know what, uh, today it didn't happen the way I had hoped it, that it would. And, and just to uh, love ourselves there and meet ourselves there and, and to start again uh, anew, you know? And you, then, yeah. I'm no, sorry. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, and as far as our phones, I want to I want to throw this tip out there. Um, I started doing this a couple of years ago, and it's made a really big difference. You know, as soon as we wake up, I think most of us just grasp for our phone to check our messages, our email. And I think right there is the beginning of, of self-awareness. 
So instead of picking up our phones first thing in the morning is, you know, before we even get on a bed is to, again, start with self-awareness. How did my day go yesterday? Where did I find myself like not meeting myself where I was? What do I want to work on today? What's on my heart today? What's weighing heavy on me? What do I really need to ask, you know, uh, more help for? Things like that. So just to really be with ourselves first thing in the morning instead of grabbing our phones, because what happens then? Then you're reading other people's thoughts. You're starting to get anxious. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at my schedule. I have to do this, this, and that. And so from first thing in the morning is, is uh, getting intentional by, by, by being with ourselves and saying, okay, what, what is like, what do I want this day to look like? What is it that I, that I have to do that I'm not going to allow something else to distract me, to take away from that thing that is really the desire of my heart that I want to accomplish, you know? Yeah. You know, a couple of things that you said, I think is so important. Perfect. Uh, being, trying to be perfect. And, and I remember a few years ago class when, uh, my daughter was taking piano lessons, um, yeah. Elena made a comment. She was little at the time and she goes, yeah, I know practice makes perfect. And he looked at her, he goes, there's no such thing. He goes, practice makes better practice yes. doesn't make perfect. I and I thought, that. wow. And I, I was yep. so happy. He said that to her. He said, there's no such thing as a perfect pianist. Because yes. you can be a, become a better pianist, but you'll never be a perfect. There's no such thing. And I was like, well, good for you for, for saying that. And it really stuck with me too. Uh, and myself saying, okay, I'm, I don't have to be perfect anything. I just have to be better than I was yesterday. You know yes. what I mean? Get, get better. That's all I have yes. to do is just get better. Yes. Um, and I, I love that approach too. And you're right. Ihlas, I think our phones and we could, you and I can go on hours about uh, the day, <laughs> social media. Yes. We talked about it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Our phones, and we know this, and you know this from research in your area of work uh, as, a, as a counselor, is how much damage. And Insta in fact, Instagram had their own internal report that they tried not to uh, release that's showing that it, they're causing major uh, negative thoughts among young girls, teenagers, especially who are going into depression and anxiety because of the comparison. Yes. You no, know, on social media. So how does that affect our goals when we constantly compare ourselves to other people instead of our own achievements and our own skills and abilities? I mean, that's a recipe for sabotage right there, Vanessa, because as, as we all know, there is always going to be someone prettier, someone more successful, someone skinnier, right? Fill in mm -hmm. the blanks. Yeah. Um, so again, it goes back to that, uh, that self-awareness and, you know, um, the, the phrase for me that keeps coming up for like for January is, um, stay in your lane, stay in your lane, Ikhlas. And I think when, when <laughs> I, love, I love it, you like that? Yeah, I love it. Stay in your because lane. when we, when we compare ourselves to other people, um, what are we doing? We are getting out of ourselves and we're trying to fit a mold that's outside of ourselves. And that's just never going to happen. 
Um, so, so, um, maybe that could be like a goal is to minimize, uh, you know, uh, the comparison Mm -hmm. and what are the sources of comparison? And I've told you a hundred times before Vanessa, I have a love hate relationship (laughs) with social media Yeah, because I really do find myself. If I go on face Facebook, sometimes I, I often go there. Oh, look at these people. They're on vacation and I'm not. Or yeah. look at what this person's doing. And <laughs> yeah. it just, it, it really leads to self-sabotage. And anytime we um, go out of ourselves and look to another person or another situation, then what, what are we doing, Vanessa? We're abandoning ourselves. And to go back to what I said earlier, what what we're doing is we're just adding to that 95% of the unconscious awareness. Yeah. Because well, I, we're, yeah. Yeah. I get it. No, because uh, c- comparison uh, is something I did my whole life. I remember my dad saying exactly what you just said. He said, stop looking at people who have more than you. There's always going to be somebody prettier, smarter, yes. you know, uh, more successful. He goes, you have to be happy with who you are and, yes. and appreciate what you have. And, and, uh, it was a hard lesson, you know, and I still do it today. I, I, that's why you're right. I have a love hate too with social media because I do fall into that trap of comparison, but yeah. speaking in, speaking of staying in your lane in class, one of your lanes is as a speaker. And yes. I know the Eastern Catholic Reevangelization center ECRC is launching a speakers bureau and you are one of those speakers. So can you tell us a little bit about the uh, speaking topics that you have focused on and, and we'll continue to, you know, that why people hire you to speak. What are some of your topics, your favorite ones, maybe? Sure. So um, my favorite of all time is uh, helping people connect the dots between the science of psychology and the richness of our Catholic faith. And what do I mean by that? I'll give you a brief example. Like the other day I was at mass and I Uh, This woman was talking about how she had just uh, lost her husband and I um, approached her after mass and I, I just shared with her a little bit about like what the catechism says about, you know, um, death and dying. And I tried to help her connect like her process of grief and loss to um, something that's written in the catechism. And this woman was in her 80s, Vanessa. And at first I was thinking to myself, oh, there's nothing that I'm going to be able to share this with this woman that she doesn't already know. And when I approached her and I shared with her what I had discovered about grief and and how, uh, you know, when we receive the Eucharist, for example, that that we're receiving the entire communion of saints and therefore at every communion she receives, she's receiving her husband that she had lost. And, you know, she she started to have tears in her eyes because she didn't know that. Mm. She didn't know that. Mm. So that's just one example of of, uh, just combining uh, the, the, you know, psychological uh, things, whether it's depression, anxiety, with our Catholic faith and helping people connect the dots. Why? Because, um, you know, the Lord said he came to set the captives free. And I think that all starts again in transformation of the mind. Mm. So my favorite one topic is, you know, renewal of the mind, transformation of the mind. And the other um, 
one of the other topics is uh, grief and loss. Um, I don't know why, but from a very young age, uh, my heart just resonated with people who were grieving. And now I see as like life has unfolded and I've gotten older and received the trainings that I've gotten, um, that um, I have this passion to help uh, people who are who are grieving. And that's just not, that's not um, just grieving like the loss of a loved one or something, but it's all kinds of losses, whether it's like, uh, you know, divorce or, um, you know, people becoming empty nesters. Uh, there's so many other ways of, of, uh, of looking at losses and um, just becoming more aware of um, what, what can come out of those losses? How do we take those losses and move on with life? Um, and then I'm involved in uh, the support group for people going through like the pain of, of divorce. There's a uh, loss uh, and grief there as well. So I'd be speaking uh, on that. And I do love to um, talk on the feminine genius as well as the power of redemptive suffering. Mm. Um, there's so much, Vanessa, I'm trying to kind of uh, just to create like maybe two or three signature talks, but I would mm -hmm. say those are like my top three or four mm -hmm. uh, favorite things to um, to share with people. And whatever I'm sharing is um, it's what I've received from the Lord and what I'm passionate about giving back to other people. We're talking with Ikhlas Bashi. She is a licensed counselor. She's um, a longtime Catholic therapist, life coach, and writer and speaker. She's part of the ECRC Speakers Bureau. Um, and we're talking about New Year's resolutions. She obviously takes a faith perspective to this and coming from a Catholic faith. But a lot of her tips uh, apply to, regardless of any religion you are, uh, these are wonderful tips for anybody to implement um, in your life and, and sticking to your goals. What else do you want to share with our listeners here on It's Your Community, Ifas, in terms of, you know, uh, goal setting and, and uh, you know, reaching your goals? Um, I, I think... Um... I think we have to allow ourselves to approach our goals and our resolutions from the inside out. Um, and what I mean by that is, again, when we go to create those goals and we go to try to actualize those goals and we're not quite uh, getting to where we want to be, is to go inside and to go really deeper inside and to ask ourselves again, what is like the deeper unmet need that's going on here? Um, and, and to really meet ourselves right there. And again, uh, I encourage people to journal from that place uh, because I'll give you an example, Vanessa, if it's me like reaching for that second dessert or if it's me, um, you know, not going to the gym or whatever it is, if I go inside of myself and ask myself, okay, what's really going on here? Um, I may discover that the reason I'm like grasping for these things that I really don't want, or like I mentioned before, like St. Paul, why do I continue to do the thing that I hate? Then I might discover I'm doing that because I'm lonely. Mm. Okay, mm. well, if, if I'm lonely, 
then what's the deeper need there? Maybe I need to have a conversation with my uh, spouse, my family, um, about how can I create more connection in my life, right? Because the deeper need I've discovered by going inward is that I'm lonely. That's just one example. Yeah. So, so encouraging people not to be afraid of their thoughts and not to be afraid to go deeper um, beyond the surface of, of that habit that you're trying to kick or that new behavior that you're trying to obtain and the resistance that you're, that you're coming against. Um, and, and if you go inside, even if it's just for five minutes and stopping and, and asking myself, okay, what's the deeper unmet need that's going on here? Um, you, you'll be shining a light and, and getting to what, what is that deeper craving? What is that deeper desire that I have that's not being met in my, my life? And then to pursue that. And guess what happens, Vanessa? When I, when I start to uh, get my need met, if it's loneliness, for example, and I start to take little steps of, of creating more connection with my loved ones and my family, then I'm not going to reach for those things that I yeah. end up filling myself up with to make up for that lack. That's the deeper need. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense and great advice. Thank you so much. How can people listening reach you, Ifas Bashi? Oh, sure. So my direct line is 248-325-8071. And I'd love to hear from people. My email is gloriousunfoldingllc at gmail.com. And I have made some changes to my website. So um, in probably the next week or so, uh, that will be live and updated. And my website is gloriousunfolding.com. Class Bashi, thank you so much for joining us here on It's Your Community. Great tips for us as we head into a new year. Thank you, Vanessa. And happy new year to everyone. If you have any questions or comments or show topics you want me to get to, you can find me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can email me there. You can also find me on all my social media platforms, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook, Vanessa Denhagarmo on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm all over social media, so you can find me there and private message me as well. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on It's Your Community. It's Your Community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.